the uh, cathedrals singing group the group the singing group cathedrals they have a I was me and brother Keith was listening to this song it's called the last Sunday I don't know if y'all heard that before the last Sunday by the cathedrals no and so I I got the words to it the lyrics I'm just going to read the words to you and uh but it's back like what would you say in the 70s 80s Early 70s, 80s and late 60s, late 60s. Well, their collars were like this big. They had green and white plaid jackets on. They're all match, but it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a song that says the last Sunday about before the Lord comes. So one of these days there's going to be a last Sunday, and, uh, and so it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna read it today before we get going here. I'll read it now. Y'all ready? Okay. It says, The last Sunday, the last Sunday, Mrs. Jones does her knitting in the rocker by the window as she watches kids at play across the street. Down the road and not too far, sitting at the corner bar, Mr. Daly's buys a drink for Mr. for Miss Sweet. While at 34th and Vine in the car at the stop sign are the Smiths on their way to Sunday school. They both wave at Mr. Grote, who is bringing out his boat, he'll be staying at the lake a day or two. At a church near Valley Station, the preacher tells the congregation about social acts, war, and civil rights. While many in the subdivision sit and watch television, hoping their favorite team wins the fight. The last Sunday in Pleasantville Township, a trumpet sounds, and the clouds roll away. They were all warned, but they did not believe it, the last Sunday, Jesus Christ has come. The last Sunday, the last Sunday. The Bible says in Matthew 24, But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the fields, the one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill, the one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, ye know not what hour your Lord cometh. The last Sunday, the last Sunday, Mrs. Jones does her knitting in the rocker near the window, wondering where the kids across the street were at. Down the road and not too far, sitting at the corner bar, Mr. Daly buys a drink from Mrs. Sweet. While on 34th and Vine in her car at the stop sign, Mrs. Wonder, Miss Smith wonders where her husband has gone. She cries to Mr. Grote, who is cleaning out his boat. She exclaims, what on earth is going on? At the church near Valley Station, there's less than a half of the congregation. And the preacher stands and trembles at sight, while many in the subdivision sit and watch the television, hoping that their favorite team will win the fight. The last Sunday in Valley Township, the trumpet sounds, the clouds roll away. They were all warned, but they just not, did not believe it. The last Sunday, Jesus Christ had come. The last Sunday, the last Sunday, the crowds all roll away. They were all warned, Jesus Christ has come. Pretty neat. And uh, it's pretty uh, amazing. But anyway, the way he sings it and everything. So if you get on Google, you can listen to it. It's called uh, The Last Sunday by the Cathedrals. And uh, you're going to go way back in time. But anyway. All right. Well, let's stand to our feet and we'll pray. It's good to see you here tonight. May the Lord bless us with his word and with his presence. And we're sure looking for him tonight in what we are doing and how we're doing it. May he be honored and glorified with all that's said and done tonight with song and word. Amen. I'm here to worship tonight here to know the Lord, to honor him, to be faithful to our, our Father in heaven. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name tonight. Thank you for allowing us to be back together in the house of God. I pray, Lord, as we sing and as we preach, and, Lord, as we take the word of God and read it, and we pray, Lord, and we worship, God, we have fellowship with each other and fellowship with our Lord. God, may you be praised and glorified in it. May you be lifted up in every way. I pray you touch the hurting today. I pray you touch the, those that are discouraged and those that are down and out. Pray for those that are saved today, God. I pray you'd encourage them to keep on, keep on living for the, 
things of God. I pray for the unsaved tonight, God, that you'd save them. Draw them unto you, Lord. Let them see their need of Christ and his saving blood. And we pray now, Lord, that you'd lead and guide the service so that we may be able to hear what you have to say, follow what you have to what you have us to do, Lord, that we'll be obedient to you in every way. Thank you, Lord, for all those you've gathered tonight. Thank you for what you're doing within the midst of our lives. In Christ's name. Psalms, I believe it's 55. Psalms 55. If you'd like to read tonight, you're sure welcome to do so. So Psalms 55. So that make it uh, four of us tonight. So 46. Let's do about, uh, let's do 12. Do 12. So we're going 55 and then 56 tonight. Let's stand if you don't mind here tonight. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint, and I make noise, make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore, pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said... Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from their streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hateth me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. Thank you, sister. <clears throat> but it was thou, a man mine equal, my, my guide and, and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, Selah. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as to be at peace with him. He hath broken the covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet <clears throat> were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction bloody, and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Psalm 56. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, he fighting daily oppresseth me. Thank you. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time... I am afraid I will trust in thee. And God I will praise. His word and God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. 
All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wonderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word, in the Lord I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust, I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy words are upon me, O God, I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast divided my soul from death, wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Psalm 57, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusts in thee, yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God, my most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven, and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of man, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, let thy glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps, my soul is bowed down, they have digged a pit before me, into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves, Selah. My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory, awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Thank you, brother. Turn to Psalms 119 tonight. And uh, we'll start here, we'll go back to here, but tonight we're going to work on that word iniquity tonight, and as we begin, or we continue to study and preach on the doctrine of sin. And so I want to call the message tonight, the human nature, the human nature. So we find in Psalms 119, that word iniquity is there, it says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. That's our word tonight that we're going to be studying on. They walk in his ways. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We are so grateful, Lord, for the hearing of your word. The Bible teaches, God, that we that hear the, the word of God, God, we are blessed. And so, God, we've already been blessed by you, by your word and tonight, we are so grateful tonight to be able to sing songs that just lift up your name and exalt the holy name of our Lord. And so, Father, as we just gathered with your people tonight, Lord, your spirit is amongst us. Your presence is here. God, we're looking forward to what you may do for us and in us tonight. Use us for the glory of God. Guard our lips and our mind. Anoint us with your spirit tonight. Father, I pray, Lord, that we leave out of this house, your house, God, the house of prayer, different than we came in. And may you be glorified as we go home and live our lives for the name and for the sake of Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Again, tonight, if we are really going to appreciate salvation or we're going to appreciate the Savior, then we're going to have to know and understand tonight what the doctrine of sin is, the teaching of sin. What does the Bible teach about sin? Well, go back to Exodus if you, with, you with, with, with me tonight, Exodus 34. And uh, we've been doing this every Wednesday because that's kind of where we find these three words that identify sin tonight, Exodus chapter 34. And there in verse uh, 6 and verse 7, it says, And the Lord passed by before, them, before him, proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity. 
So we find the Lord forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Those three words identify tonight sin. Iniquity, transgression, and all has to be forgiven according to the Scripture. Turn to Psalms 51 tonight. And again, it, those three words are there in this psalm with David, as David mentions those as well. Chapter 51, verse 1, Having mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. See, again, something has to be done with your transgression. The next one is in verse 2, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. So there needs to be a washing. And then it says, thirdly, cleanse me from my sin. Psalms 32 and verse 1, David again mentions these three uh, to us concerning what sin, the doctor's sin may be. He says in chapter 32, verse 1, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Again, it's being dealt with. And whose sin is covered. And then there in verse 2, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. There's our word for tonight. And so we find tonight, it's like the Trinity. You have God the Father, you have God the Son, and you got God the Holy Spirit. Sin is in Trinity as well. You got God, you got sin, the sin. You got sin, the transgression. You got sin, the iniquity. And so tonight, if we can see it in those terms, it might mean something uh, different to you or alike. If you remember now, we talked about sin. Sin is missing the mark. Missing the mark, what is the mark? The mark is that you give God glory. And we find in missing the mark that we is born not giving God glory. We live not giving God glory. And we exist without giving God glory. So we find that we miss the mark. That what the word, the definition of sin would mean tonight. Missing the mark. And so we, we do that often. We miss the mark a lot. But then we talked about transgression last Wednesday night. Transgression is the place where you went too far or you crossed the line. It might be like no trespass, and you see that signs everywhere. And if you go into that property where it says no trespass, you cross the line. You went too far. And that's what transgression means in the Word of God as well. And so we found those two words, missing the mark and going too far. Now, thirdly and lastly tonight, uh, we're going to look on this word iniquity. Now, in the, note, in, the new, in the Old Testament, the word is E-V-E-L. The Hebrew word is Ebel. And it means unjust evil. In the New Testament, the word iniquity, it means injustice heart. An injustice heart. And so those two uh, definitions may not mean much to us right now, but at the end of the message, it will mean a whole lot. And so tonight we pray that God would begin to open up us and, and begin to look within our hearts and help us to understand what iniquity is. What iniquity. Now because of iniquity, there is us missing the mark. Because of iniquity, there is us transgression. And so you're going to only do those three tonight in the way of sin. Uh, sin is transgression, sin is sin, and sin is iniquity. And so we find tonight the iniquity's beginning. Where did iniquity begin? Human nature. You see, human nature tonight is at our nature within our heart to go astray on God. Iniquity tonight, where did it all begin? Well, turn your Bibles to, to Deuteronomy chapter 32. It didn't begin with God. Let's just get that behind us tonight. It didn't begin with God. And in Deuteronomy chapter 32, and look in verse 4. The Bible says, He is the rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are judgment, a God of truth without iniquity. So immediately tonight, we can know that everyone that has iniquity didn't get it from God. God is without iniquity. Now turn your Bibles to Second Chronicles. Chapter 19 and verse 7. Just give you another scripture tonight. I always like to give two or three. The Bible says where two or three establishes a matter. And so we want always two or three in order for the matter to be established tonight. And uh, we want to be obedient to that truth as well. 
2 Chronicles chapter 19, verse 7, the Bible says, Wherefore, now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God. And so tonight we know, uh, according to the Scripture, that iniquity is not in God. It does not come from God. It is not with God. And then we find in Job 34, some people call it Job, but nobody likes Job, so we call it Job. Job 34, 10, we find tonight, as Job has said, Therefore hearken unto me, you men of understanding, be, for be it from God that he should do wickedness, or from the Almighty that he should commit iniquity. So not only is God doesn't does commit iniquity, God is, has no iniquity, and there is no iniquity without with God. And so we understand tonight that this iniquity does not come from God. But turn to Isaiah chapter 14 tonight. Isaiah chapter 14. Let me tell you where it comes from. And this tells us the very definition of iniquity and where, it, where we can tell us tonight that each one of us that is born is born in iniquity. Psalms 51, chapter 5. Chapter 51, verse 5 says, We're all shapen in iniquity. So every one of us tonight has iniquity. And in that thought tonight, in Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12, it tells us where iniquity comes from. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which disweakened the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Tonight, that's iniquity. And iniquity began with the devil. Iniquity came from the devil. The devil did not go too far. The devil did not miss the mark. The devil was one within his heart said that I am going to be like God. That's iniquity. Iniquity is the heart's character. Iniquity is what's down deep in the heart that gives you the privilege and the liberty to transgress. Iniquity is what's in man that brings them to the place where they can miss the mark. It's the heart. It's the character and the conduct of the heart tonight is iniquity. You see, man is within them tonight uh, full of corruption. They're full of wickedness and they're full of unrighteousness. And friend, that's exactly what happened to Satan. What happened to Lucifer tonight is he had iniquity. He said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also be upon the mount of the congregation on the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. You see, iniquity tonight is not doing God's will, but doing your will outside of God's will. Iniquity is really hard to describe. Iniquity is really hard to, to define tonight in just plain words or simple words. Uh, but if we can just put it in this mind and heart, here we are, Lucifer, the most beautiful cherub, the one who's, who is up in heaven tonight with great authority and with great beauty and great privilege of, of what God has created him for. Where in the world did he come to the place where now he's put pride? And now he's got arrogancy. And now he's got within his heart where he says, I will, I will, I will, I will. Somewhere within Satan came this iniquity. And this iniquity has been passed on to you and I. Let me show you tonight on this thought of iniquity tonight. Uh, as we see uh, that it didn't come from God. It did come from Lucifer though. But it also came through Eve. Turn to Genesis chapter 3. Let me show you again. I'm just kind of give you some demonstrations, rather definitions of this word iniquity so that you and I can gather it 
and get it. It's not that easy tonight for just a casual reader. Uh, it's going to take some study tonight to understand what that means. And so we find from Eve tonight, we see Genesis chapter 3. Let's read verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave unto her husband which her, uh, unto with her, and he did eat. Now where's the iniquity in this? Well, here's the iniquity. It was Satan's work that brought the iniquity to Eve. It was Satan that came, and he right here, full of iniquity, has now brought iniquity into the garden. As he brought iniquity to the garden, he brought a confusion upon Eve. And here's the confusion. We find uh, God said, look in chapter 2, verse 16. He said, The Lord God commanded the man of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And so what does Satan say? Well, Satan says in verse 1 of chapter 3, he says, God has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? That brought confusion. The God said, you can eat of every tree, you can freely eat of all tree. And then he said, hey, God said, you shall not eat. You see how Satan come and brought to Eve a confusion. That's iniquity. Because that's when the heart of Satan, it's in the heart of Lucifer, it's in the heart of the old snake here tonight to bring her down. And so we find the iniquity of a great confusion. Then I notice he brings contradiction. In chapter 2, verse 17, God said, Thou shalt surely die. And in verse 4 of chapter 3, he says, The serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. So now there are contradictions. So what is the motive of this devil? What is the intent of this devil? Where is he going? Why is he doing what he's doing? He's not in transgression. He's not in sin. He's in iniquity. The iniquity. He is within his heart. He will shall be above God. And in his heart, he brings upon Eve a confusion, he brings to Eve a contradiction, and then he brings to her a corporation. Look in verse 5. The Bible says, For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then shall your eyes be opened, and what? You shall be as gods. What did he say? Well, in Isaiah 14, 14, he says this, The iniquity began in Lucifer, because Lucifer said, I shall be as God. You see, that whole mind, that whole frame, that whole heart, that whole intent of Lucifer, the old serpent, was now brought down to Eve and brought to Eve and said, Yes, you know, God knows that you can be as a God. Right? That's within the heart of Eve. There's no sin, no transgression going on right now. There's no sin going on right now. But there is iniquity being built and being given and being pushed into Eve. Amen? And so we find now this iniquity that Lucifer has begun has now brought down to Eve. We find uh, that the iniquity uh, that she has for her heart saw, look at verse 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she saw her heart saw. That's what saw, her heart. You with me? Not her eyes. She saw this tree before, hadn't she? This wasn't the first time that she saw this tree. Why is it just now, the tree now, all of a sudden, this tree is, is one that she says, boy, this is good for food. She saw that tree day after day, hour after hour, before Satan entered into her life. 
who brought confusion and has brought contradiction and brought cooperation with her. And now she's on the same wavelength. She's on the same path that he is. He wants to be God. He wants to be above God. And now he done brought to her this mindset that she can be as God. And so now all of a sudden this tree is good for food. That's her heart. Her heart is seeing this food. That's iniquity. We find here the second thing. Her heart not only saw, but her heart sought. The Bible says in verse 6, And it was pleasant to the eyes. Well, why wasn't it pleasant to the eyes before? Why now? Because iniquity has entered. That's why. Now her heart is seeking. Her heart is sought out, pleasant for the eyes. Not only did she see it, but she says, man, i got to get some of it. Iniquity. It's in the heart. She ain't done anything wrong yet, has she? Uh-uh. Not, nothing, y'all. But in her heart, there is this iniquity. We find here, thirdly, that knowing her heart saw and her heart sought, but her heart was set. She says in verse 6, she says, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Wise for what? That I may know good and evil so that I can be as God. See, that was all about Lucifer. All about the serpent. He there, he fell from heaven. We find he fell because of iniquity. We now come down to Eve as he shows up there in the garden. And now the fall of Eve was iniquity. The transgression was on Adam. But the iniquity was in Eve. Amen? So we find here the heart character, the heart conduct is now revealed for her. It bringing corruption. We find in verse 6, she took it, he did eat, and now all of humankind, all of humankind is born in iniquity. Amen? So the Bible teaches. Don't it teach that? It tells us that in the scripture here tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll read it to you here in just a moment. So we notice the iniquities beginning. Then number two, I want you to know that iniquities breed or breeding. Iniquities breeding. Naturally, people are born and bred into iniquity. Whenever your child is born, your child has not trespassed, has he or has she? No. When your child is born, has your child sinned? No, not at all. But when your child is born, guess what they're born with? Iniquity. And what is that? That is the heart of human nature to do wrong and be wrong, and go astray from God. That's iniquity. Amen? You seeing it? I hope so. I hope you see it tonight. We find tonight, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 15. Now I want you to notice in this iniquity's breeding, or bread, we find tonight the defiling of man. The defiling of man. So Jesus gives us clear instruction about what really defiles us. What brings us to a place of defilement? As we look at this in chapter 15 of Matthew, look there in verse 16 with me if you don't mind. And Jesus said, Are ye also without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever enters in a mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out in the drought? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are these things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. What is defiles a man? Iniquity defiles a man. Because iniquity is what's in the heart. Iniquity is what is the character and the conduct of the heart. You see, tonight... Uh, if the heart and the heart's content, if you look in the scripture, the heart's content is thoughts. 
right? The word, the word heart means thought. So the heart's content is the thoughts. So every thought you have, guess what that is? That's your heart. Heart means passions. Every passion you have is heart. Not does it mean passion, but it means desires. Every desire you have tonight is heart. Every appetite you have tonight is heart. Every affection you have tonight is heart. Every purpose and endeavor tonight is heart. The will and character of you is heart. That's what's the contents of the heart. You say, what's in your heart? I just told you. That's what's in your heart tonight. Every thought, every passion, every appetite, every endeavor, every will, every character, every affection, every desire, every uh, passion tonight we find is the heart's content. Now, what's the heart's corruption? Well, look at verse 19. The Bible says that in the heart proceedeth evil thoughts. You say when somebody has an evil thought, surely that's in the mind. No, it's the heart. That's iniquity. Because the iniquity that's in the heart will bring forth evil thoughts. What's in the heart or what's the corruption of the heart? Murders. The Bible says there in that verse, uh, uh, again in verse 19, for out of the heart proceedeth murders. You say, man, I thought a murderer was one who went and killed somebody and they did that with a body. They did that with the strength. They did it with a knife. They done it with a gun. They done it with strangling or something of that nature. It seems like more it might be anger or bitterness or jealousy or, or it might just be somebody getting in a situation and they kill each other. You know what? How? No, the Bible says that, that before that individual murdered someone, that murder was in his heart. That's iniquity. That's iniquity. Now, murder would be crossing the line, wouldn't it? But because of the iniquity of the heart is why they can cross the line to murder. The reason why tonight that they would have an evil thought is because of the iniquity in the heart. We find as we go through this list tonight, the heart's corruption is adulterers. Tonight, it all begins in the heart. There's not one adulterer tonight who said, I didn't mean to. There's not one adulterer tonight said that was just an accident. There's not one adulterer tonight that says, you know what? I don't know what came over me. I don't know what happened. I'm kind of confused in the matter. No, tonight, iniquity, adulterer is in iniquity in his heart. In the heart. We're talking about iniquity tonight. The heart. We find that fornication is the same tonight. That's that sexual sin outside of marriage, whether it's a homosexual or heterosexual. Tonight, whether it's tonight a, a sex of, of some other type, bestiality or some of that nonsense tonight, uh, but it's from the heart. That's the iniquity. That when someone commits fornication, it's because of the iniquity that's in the heart. Not only that, tonight we'll move through thefts, false witness, blasphemies, all the same. The heart's content, the heart's corruption, but I want you to notice the heart's character in verse 20. These are, are the things which defile a man, but to eat of the unwashed hands defileth not a man. This is what makes a man unclean. So what makes a man unclean? A murder? No, the, Jesus is saying tonight, he ain't saying nobody murdered anybody. He said nobody's committed adultery, nobody's done fornication, nobody stole from nobody, and nobody told a lie. But what Jesus is saying is, for everyone who do all that, it was in the heart. And what was in the heart is what defiled the man, which is iniquity. It makes the man unclean. And we're all born with that. We're all born to, lead, to go astray. We're all born to be murderers. We're all born to be adulterers. We're all born to be fornicators. We're all born to be liars. We're all born to be stealers, but to steal. We're all born tonight to do those things. If we are left alone and nobody does anything for us, nobody does anything with us tonight, and we just go on without God, we go on without the Lord Jesus Christ, we go on without the gospel, we go on without Christ in our lives, every one of us would end up in all that Jesus said because of iniquity. The iniquity, the iniquity of a man has made him unclean. 
the iniquity of a man has made him unholy. That's what undefiled means. It means unrighteous. Turn to Matthew chapter 12 with me. And we see some more of what Jesus is saying concerning uh, this thought. But Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. But an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. All Jesus is saying is, man, the iniquity in your heart, that's what you bring forth. Evil for evil. We look at Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. He said, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of man. How can people do that? How can you speak, draw nigh unto him with your lips and say all these words and say all that, and yet within your heart there's no worship of the Lord. There's no following of the Lord. How can you do that? You can do that because of iniquity iniquity we find tonight jesus is right on so much involved to saying these are the things so we find the defilement of a man but look at the defining of a man turn to matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 matthew 7 and verse 21 bible says not every one that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we cast out devils? In thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you what? Workers of iniquity. Iniquity. You see, tonight, iniquity. It's not what's in their words. Uh, they said tonight, uh, have we not prophesied in thy name? And Lord... Don't you hear what we have said? Don't you hear and, and understand and comprehend? Uh, we have prophesied. We have told forth a future. We have told forth something that we have said that you have said. And we said it according to thy name. We say, he's saying, well, it's not according to your words. It's not according not to your word, but it's not according to your works. I'm talking about defining a man. It's not according to your words. You'll never be defined about what you say. You'll never be defined about what you say you are, what you say you're not. It won't be defined by your works, neither. Verse 22 says, he says, And in thy name have we cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works. And so Jesus is there amongst them, and he knows they're workers of iniquity. And the workers of iniquity are prophesying in their name. In his name, the workers of iniquity are doing works. Wow. So it's not by works tonight that will define you. It's not by words that will define you. It's not tonight at all by ways that will define you. Uh, there, look, hold your hand there to go back to Luke, if with me, in Luke chapter 13. Look at verse 23. Luke 13 and verse 23. Jesus, again, is talking to these same people, and he says to them in verse 23, he says, Then said one, said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, verse 24 of chapter 13, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. And once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut the door, you begin to stand out without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he shall answer and say unto him, I know you not whence you are. Then they said to begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. I mean, listen, it's, you're not defined by your ways. You're not defined by your works. You're not defined by your words. The only way of defining tonight is by your will. 
And that's what iniquity is. Iniquity night is doing your own will and not God's will. Tonight, people are born doing their own will, living their own life, doing their own thing, behaving their own ways. Tonight, the Bible says that's iniquity. Iniquity is when you do and live and become as, as you want to be without God. Tonight we find exactly what Jesus is saying. The defining of a man is the will. For he said back into Matthew chapter uh, 7 tonight, he said, but it's he that doeth the will of my Father. You see, tonight that's how you would have overcome iniquity. When you do the will of the Father rather than your own will tonight. You say, what's wrong with our country tonight? Iniquity. It's not transgression. It's not sin missing the mark. It's iniquity. People are just doing their own will. Living their own way. They're not concerned about the Bible. They're not concerned about the teaching of mom and dad. They're not concerned about the truth of God's word. They're not caring about what the preacher is preaching. They don't care about the Holy Ghost of God and his pricking. They don't care, don't, not one ounce of care tonight about what thus saith the Lord. And they're full of iniquity. The mystery of iniquity already doth what? About. I'm just saying tonight, this iniquity is down deep right here. Friend, even before you do anything wrong, it's because of the iniquity that's within the heart. You just want to do it your way. Matter of fact, tonight, uh, you could say it like this. Iniquity is doing your own will in spite of God's will, even if you're doing it and it appears to be doing good. Every one of those that we mentioned a while ago, prophesying in their name, doing wonderful works, casting out devils, uh, here in this chapter, Luke chapter 13 here, as they, as they spoke about how they were doing their ways, the way that they, they heard him teach, they, they were there. Uh, even though it looked good, the heart was full of iniquity, according to Jesus. And he could read the heart. We find in Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone on his own way. That's iniquity. All of us are just going astray. Iniquity. In Luke chapter 15, uh, you should be there. Luke 15, verse 4. The Bible says, this is a great description of iniquity. It says, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he'll lay it in on his shoulders and rejoice. We find tonight that if we look to the scripture, if you remember, that silver, the silver there in that verse, verse 8, represented sin, missing the mark. Remember that, that, that silver that was lost and it was down there on the dirt and down there on the floor. It wasn't, they, they didn't buy the silver to be on the floor. They didn't buy the silver to be lost in the dirt. It missed its mark, right? That's what we talked about. Uh, so that sin represents sin. That silver represents sin. Then we talked about the sun. The son represented transgression. Remember how he said to the father, Father, give me my inheritance and let me go. And he took off and he spent it all and found himself eating the husk and down in the pig squaw. And, and uh, he finally came to the end of himself. Nobody gave unto him. And he finally went back home to the father. That was an example of transgression. He went too far. He crossed the line. Now the sheep is an example of iniquity. Because a sheep is one tonight who who just is naturally just wrong. I mean, sheep tonight, if you know anything about sheep, uh, you put sheep in a field, sheep will eat food that's not eatable or edible, and he will not, they will drink water that's poisoned. Uh, they will they'll be in a field with, with bright green, rich grass. They'll crawl under the fence and go to a dull, dead field with bad grass. They'll see a, they see a wolf up there, and they just walk right up to the wolf. Sheep are dumb. Sheep are defenseless. And we are as sheep, full of iniquity. And that's what we are. We're just naturally wrong. We're naturally unclean and naturally unrighteous. 
because we're all with iniquity. Amen? And so we find tonight, uh, very good, in, good thought tonight is what Jesus has done for us about this iniquity. And so we find that we're inborn with unrighteousness. That's how we're born. And then we are inherent of unrighteousness. In other words, that's what we have attributes of, of unrighteousness. And then we are innate unrighteous, which it just means tonight that's the factor of us. Just unrighteousness. Now, the delivering of man tonight because of the undefilement is because of man's sin tonight, missing the mark and crossing the line. And we find that the transgression of man is only because man's iniquity. If man wasn't born with iniquity, he wouldn't cross the line and he wouldn't come up short. But because of iniquity, they cross the line and come up short. Iniquity. Iniquity is something we got to deal with. We find it's the only the, because of the man's iniquity. Isaiah 53, said, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So what has Jesus laid on us in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6? What he's laid on? He has laid on himself our iniquity, our uncleanness, our unholiness, our unrighteousness, our stupidiness, our silliness. The iniquity that we're born with, the iniquity that Satan had, and the iniquity that he brought forth through, through Eve, and now all of the nature of man has fallen, and we become depraved. That iniquity. He said, I've laid that on me. The only hope that man has is Christ. Let me say this today. Many people want to say, that they didn't do this, and they didn't do that, and they didn't do this. Can I say this tonight? If there was people on the earth tonight who never sinned, who never sinned in missing the mark, who's never sinned in trespassing or going too far, they never had. They've lived a perfect life. They, lived, they did nothing wrong. Everything they've done, they, never, they have not missed the mark. They have crossed the line in any way. They would still die and go to hell. Because of iniquity. You see? So wh why tonight do we not just rejoice even more over our salvation? Over the Savior? Because it's not all that we've done. It's not all that we have, we have committed tonight. It's just who we are. And he saved us from that. He saved iniquity by taking that iniquity and he placed it upon himself and through his blood and through his body tonight we can be saved and gloriously saved. He says in Titus chapter 2 verse 14 who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. The Bible says in Hebrews 1 9 thou hast hated righteousness and thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. God hates iniquity. We find tonight, and thirdly, and lastly, not only is it iniquities beginning and iniquities breeding, but iniquities brokenness. Brokenness. Go back to Psalms 119. To our beginning text. So with the blood in the body of Christ tonight that has redeemed us from all iniquity, that has tonight, that has laid upon him all the iniquity upon his shoulders tonight. Because of all that tonight, we can find ourselves undefiled. Psalms 119, verse 1. Is that true? If the man is defiled because of iniquity, and if Jesus has redeemed us from iniquity, and Jesus has laid all of our iniquities upon him, and through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ tonight, we can be cleansed and forgiven and undefiled. Right? That's right. That's what the Bible teaches. Undefiled. Now look at this verse here. Chapter 1, chapter one of, of Psalm 119. Blessed are the undefiled. That's those who had iniquity forgiven. 
Those who have iniquity laid upon Jesus. That's been washed in the blood. That's been saved by the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's undefiled tonight. So for all the undefiled, we are rescued by the book. The book. The Bible says, by the word of God, have we been born again. Right? Not by corruptible, but by incorruptible seed. This book here tonight has caused us from being un- being defiled to undefiled. And through, we've been redeemed through his blood, the precious blood of the Lord, and we have been reconciled by his body. That word undefiled means now we are entire. We're complete in Christ. Right? We are without, without blemish tonight in Christ. We are we are complete we're whole we're entire tonight we are just exactly what God would have us to be he said be holy for I am holy be perfect for I am perfect and tonight in the eyes of God under the justification of the power of the father tonight he looks upon us and says perfect holy the blood of the lamb has caused you to be undefiled and now you are whole with what with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength. That's what Jesus said. Hey, man, if you're not going to do it holy tonight, then you need to just stop right now. And when you leave out of here tonight, you need to think about what you're doing. If you're not going to be fully in tonight, then you're fully out. The Bible said, Jesus said, either you're for me or against me. Is that what he said? He either said, either you're gathering or you're scattering. That's what he said. He said, you can't love me in mammon. You can't be on the fence tonight with Jesus. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the church tonight and be not in the place of iniquity. God help us tonight. We find that this iniquity and this brokenness is when for the undefiled, it's through the blood and the body and the book and then to be unchanged. And then number three, to be unwavering. He says in verse 3, they also do no iniquity. And the reason why they do no iniquity is because they have a new heart. Right? That old heart, that old stone, that old flesh. I mean, listen, it was full of iniquity. But when Jesus redeemed me from iniquity, and he laid my iniquity upon himself, and his blood and his body was beaten and he bled. And he, he took my sin, my iniquity tonight. And he washed it all away and cleansed it and took it away. Well, I have no more iniquity. That's what it says. Thank God. Thank God tonight. That when you and I stand before God as those that are saved, we can say, Lord, I've got a new heart and I didn't waver. Unwavering. Are you unwavering tonight? I'm not changing. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not changing my heart. I'm not changing my Bible. I'm not changing my church. I'm not changing my preaching. I'm not changing my singing. I'm not changing anything tonight. I will not. I refuse. I will go down to my grave. You're going to have to take my cold hands off my King James Version Bible before I change anything. Amen. I believe with all my heart tonight. I go and see Jesus. Just the way we are tonight. You say, well, the world's changing and things are different now. and You know, all that kind of stuff. Who cares? He don't change. Word of God don't change. Man, if I'm going to be where he's at, friend, I'm going to have to not change too. So we find unwavering, new heart, new mind tonight, new thinking. We got a new, a new life. They also do no iniquity. That means that they just don't live by their own will. Remember what iniquity meant? meant doing your own will. And you have no iniquity. That just means it's not about me no more. It's not about my will no more. It's not about what I'm willing to do. It's not about me telling God, I will. I will. I will. I will. That's iniquity tonight. With no iniquity, you say, Lord, whatever you're willing. Whatever your will is. Lord, it's not what I want. It's what you want. Lord, it's not where I want to go. It's where you want me to go. Lord, it's not what you want me to say, what I want to say. It's what you want me to say. 
Lord, you say what you say, what you say today, Lord, I say yes to. No matter what you say, yes. Yes. Yes to the Lord. And tonight, that's when you find that you walk in no iniquity is when you stop doing your own will. And you do His. Oh, God. Wouldn't it be good tonight to have a church that's full of people tonight that's undefiled, unchanged, and unwavering? Iniquity. They have a new walk. The Bible says, lastly, we'll close. They walk in His ways. Well, tonight, when we get down and understand and know what sin, transgression, and iniquity is, our salvation becomes rich. And our Savior becomes loving. Our Lord becomes one that we just want to worship and praise. We just can't wait to see Him. I can't wait to, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or not, but in my mind, in my heart, I don't go around kissing men on the cheek. But when I see Him, I just want to plant one right on His cheek. And I just want to say, Jesus, I love you. You saved me from iniquity. You saved me, Lord, from, from me dying and going to hell. Lord, and I'm so unworthy and I'm so undeserving. Lord, it's just because of your grace and because of your mercy tonight. And until I see my iniquity and my transgression and my sin tonight, I won't be able to rejoice in my salvation as I should tonight. I pray the last three weeks have been a, a mind that we can understand what the Bible teaches about the doctrine of sin so that our Savior can be enriched and that our salvation will be something tonight that we cherish. Never forget where you come from, church. Don't ever forget how rotten that you were. Never forget how lost that you were. And when we remember those things, we find that Jesus is just on the tips of our lips to praise Him, to honor Him, and to worship Him. Jesus is worthy tonight. Thank you. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If anyone like to just come to the altar tonight to just maybe to praise Jesus for what He's done for you. Maybe for the the sin and transgression and iniquity that he has forgiven. He's cleansed you. He's made you anew and fresh. Maybe you just want to brag on him a while. Just to let him know tonight that your heart is thrilled that you're saved. That you've been forgiven. That Christ is the one whom you walk and look after. Some have come. Would you come tonight? You come tonight? Just You say, brother, it seems like I just come to the altar all the time. Amen, hallelujah, glory to God. You go to work all the time. You go to the grocery store all the time. You go to the kitchen all the time. You go to your family all the time. You do a lot of things a lot of time. Why don't you go to the altar all the time? A place where you can alter your life place where you can cry out to God, a place where God's ear would heed, a place where you could just tell God all about it. God will work on you. God will work with you. Would you come tonight? Maybe tonight you're not even saved and you're full of iniquity. I've never been born again, brother. I've never repented of my sins and by faith received Christ. I'm still in my iniquity. I always want to do my will. I want to do what I want to do. I want to do how I want to do it. That's telling me tonight that you have an iniquity problem. You need to get that fixed. Will you tonight? Would you cry out to God? Say, God, fix, fix me tonight. I've got an iniquity issue. i got a sin problem. just want to do it my way.
Don't want to do it your will. Just want to do my will. Some have come tonight. Would you come? Wait a few more minutes while they're praying. We don't want anybody to be rushed or pushed from the altar. We want all to be having plenty of time. Dark the sin that soiled man's nature, long the distance that he fell, far removed from hope and heaven, near to deep despair and hell. But there was a fountain opened, and the blood of God's own Son purifies the soul and reaches deeper than the stain has gone conscious of that deep pollution sinners wander in the night even though the shepherd's calling still they fear to face the light this the tender consolation that should melt the heart of stone this sweet balm of Gilead reaches deeper than the stain has gone all unworthy, we who've wandered and our eyes are wet with tears as we think of love that sought us through the dreary, wasted years. Yet we walk the holy highway for the pure, the blood-washed alone, knowing Calvary's fountain reaches deeper than the stain has gone. When with holy throngs we're standing in the presence of the King and our souls are lost in wonder as the white-robed choirs shall sing then we'll praise the name of Jesus with the millions around the throne praise him for the power that reaches Deeper than the stain has gone. Praise the Lord for full salvation. God still lives upon the throne. And I know the blood still reaches deeper than the stain has gone.